Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome to another break in our Christmas coverage. The last break, actually. There's only one more Christmas episode left. But before we get to that, we have another new guest Q&A, this time with my friend and kinda sorta boss slash podcast inspiration, Morgan Stradling. For those of you who don't know, I occasionally write for an animation website called The Rotoscopers, rotoscopers.com, which is Morgan's website, which spun off her animation podcast, which was the first podcast I ever listened to, and the show that initially made me want to make my own podcast. In the next episode, Morgan and I will be talking all about Mickey's Christmas Carol, but since this is the first time she'd been on the show, we had to do a Q&A, which we're going to call a Catch and Fire segment, which is another thing from her podcast that inspired me to do my own version. Before we begin, since you've never done my podcast before, let's do a little Q&A. This is actually sort of based on your catch, catch and fire. Yeah, I love it. Hey, <laughs> that take, was where I got the initial take idea. Take all the inspiration and make it better. I love it. I don't know where we, we got it from. I think I got, I got it from, um, I think, MuggleCast or PotterCast. Uh, I think they may, I don't know, trying to think, maybe did something similar for their new guests. So well, it seems like the perfect way to get to know somebody. So I've just kind of adopted that for new guests and I've done it pretty much ever since. If I have somebody that's never been on before. I'm excited. So first one, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you want, like work, pets, hobbies, that kind of thing. Yeah. My name is Morgan Stradling. I'm a, Disney lover through and through. I have a podcast called the Animation Addicts Podcast and a website called rotoscopers.com where we focus all about animation, news reviews, interviews. It's for Disney animation obsessed young adults who just never grew out of it. We've all heard that phrase. If you're <laughs> you know, a Disney or animation fan, like, aren't, aren't you too old? Isn't that just for kids? So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my fun side hobby that I do. I buried, I have three kids, ages five, three, and one. And I also am a Survivor super fan. The TV show Survivor, yes, it's still on. It's on its 41st season right now. And I know probably if you have Survivor trivia, if you find the the hardest Survivor trivia on the internet, I can do it. No question. Um, And my life's goal is to be on the show one day. (laughs) They must do more than one season a year because... 41 they do. Yes. <laughs> Typically they do two seasons a year. So every okay. TV season, uh, there's one in the fall and there's one in the winter. Okay. I know. Cause they're like, Oh crap. I, I'm starting to feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching since infancy. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into, I guess the online space? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I Initially, you know, I was a big fan of podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts since 2005. I think they technically started in 2004. Uh, my first year of college, I had my iPod and I would download Pottercast and I would listen to it. And then that became MuggleCast. I was, you know, obviously really big into Harry Potter and still am. And just started listening to other podcasts. There was an animation podcast by Clay Cadis, who had behind the scenes stories with different um, animation legends. And I loved everything behind the scenes with animation. I always watched the special features, the bonus, the making of. I I loved it. That was my jam, even though I wasn't an artist um, and, and still am not. But so 
kind of going full circle with MuggleCast, Andrew Sims of MuggleCast, he started his own website called Hypable. And Hypable was looking for writers. And I submitted or, you know, my application, I thought, I'm like, this would be great. Maybe I could do the Disney Pixar beat and uh, never heard anything back. And so, you know, later, maybe a few months later, I decided, you know what? I want to do my own things. I've always wanted to start a podcast. So I ended up starting a podcast with my friends, Mason and Chelsea. And very quickly, that just turned into a website because we needed a place to host the, the recordings. Um, and then since initially in our podcast, we would do news stories and then we would do review a film. And so instead of having to, you know, talk about other news stories, I would just write the news stories up on our website. So then we started doing more news stories and then started having a team of other volunteers that also wanted to be involved in the space. And so it's just kind of grown from there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've been in the online space for a long time, but you got me into like the animation space and I guess podcasting in general, because I don't think I'd ever listened to a podcast before I found the Rotoscopers. Yeah. I think you were the first podcast I ever listened to. Oh, I love it. I loved it. I didn't start my own podcast right away. It wasn't until like years later, even years after I started writing for you guys. But we, I met Rachel Wagner through you guys. And then she had me on her podcast and eventually sort of I don't know if she convinced me to start my own but like it was somewhere between you guys and Rachel Wagner that I ended up deciding to finally just go for it and start my own podcast you got bit by the podcasting bug yes and it's so now fun. I have two podcasts and I might be starting two more next year wow so a podcast network podcast. is coming nice kind of yes it is. <laughs> I actually have a name that I as podcast network in the title that I might start using. You should, you should for sure. I love that. That's exciting. Wow. Well, I'm very honored that we were your first podcast. Listen. Yes. And you're still my favorite. I'm in the middle of your podcast right now. (laughs) That was an amazing one. Uh, That's with uh, one of our other writers, uh, Pablo, who's from Colombia. And so he, if there was anyone to get on the show to talk about Encanto or Encanto, it would be Pablo because not only does he have the the rich history and he understands the references more than anyone would, you know, we can appreciate the references and the beauty that the film's trying to recreate, but he gets it and mm-hmm. um, can add to it so much more. So if you haven't definitely check that episode out. It was, it was really great. Well, I know you have, I'm, I'm referring to your, your listeners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I'm not done with it yet. I only listened to the first like 10 minutes and then I had to start setting up for this. Oh uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so then I have some more general entertainment favorites questions. What is your favorite movie or movies if you can't pick? Sure, sure. So my favorite animated movie is Aladdin. And as far as other movies, I'd say there's just so many good ones that I love. But Pride and Prejudice, I always come back to the 2004 Kiera Knightley version. It's just such a perfect adaptation of an already great novel. Um, I could watch that one on repeat over and over and over again. Hmm. Maybe I might have to have you on a different podcast when I, because I'm at some point I'm planning to do every version ever of Pride and Prejudice. So I would love to come back. (laughs) I think you probably have already answered this, but favorite TV show or TV shows? Survivor. (laughs) Yes. I kind of figured (laughs) 
And then I think I might know the answer to this, but we haven't talked about it. Favorite book or book series? I mean, how can you go wrong with Harry Potter? I love okay, I, was I, I mean <laughs> I thought you were gonna no, say oh, Twilight because I know Twilight. You kind of, <laughs> I, I do don't know how I have, much you lo- love it or ironically love it, but I know you have a thing you know, for Twilight. I really do love Twilight unironically, actually. Um, I feel like it got a lot of hate in the heyday, in the prime mm-hmm. of the film, you know, when it became more mainstream. And so it obviously opened itself up to a lot of slings and arrows. However, I was just talking to a friend yesterday who she's like, hey, I just started reading The Midnight Sun, which is Twilight from Edward's perspective. And she's like, it is so good. And that's what I was just telling her. I'm like, you know what? People love to hate on it. But at the end of the day, say what you want about the writing or whatever. It's a very compelling story. That's just interesting. Like every time I read it, I'm like, well, now I have to read all of them. They're, I, I, for me, um, they just perfectly hit what I'm looking for in a romance in, you know, it has a little bit of, uh, I guess, paranormal in a way, not really paranormal, but that kind of fantasy element. Yeah. Supernatural fantasy element. Um, just the characters really work for me. Um, but as far as like a series, I love Harry Potter. Um, mm. You know, who doesn't? I think, you know, people in our age, we grew up Mm -hmm. with Harry Potter and have a so much different of a relationship with it than people who just like pick it up and they can binge it in a, uh, you know, a month. I didn't grow up with it. I wasn't allowed to read it when I was a kid. But Uh, yeah. Sorry, mom. I've read it and I love it. Um, Just having, you know, when I first started getting big around, you know, 98, 99 only a few of the books were out. And then there was this painstaking wait for the next one. Mm. And initially she was coming out every year and then it was every two years. And then she kind of hit this cadence of every three years. Um, I, that remember they were, they were, I remember when it was at its height, cause I wanted to start reading it. And that's when it mm-hmm. was banned in our house. <laughs> because yeah. I remember watching the news story. It was like, if people are lining up around the block for this book, I've got to get, I've got to read yeah. this. And then suddenly, yeah, I, Oh, not allowed to. Yeah, my mom initially, I I think she just anecdotally heard about it and was like, no, that's a bad book. You can't read it. Um, but I ended up reading it anyway. Like, <laughs> so. And then she got, I remember specifically, she got me the third book for Christmas one year. So, you know, whatever no, nice. apprehension she had about it, she, mm-hmm. you know, those were thrown out the window. So, <laughs> yeah, once I read it as an adult, I realized that all the rumors that have been spread about it were completely false. Right, right. <laughs> And favorite music or musician? So I am not necessarily a huge music person. You know, when I am listening to things, I prefer to go for an audiobook or a podcast. Like I love I to learn. Become the same way. Yeah. It's just music is is not necessarily my thing. I do love classical music. I grew up playing the piano and violin. And um, so if I have music in the car, I prefer to have classical music on. I kind of grew up that way too. My mom always had classical music on. Um, And so it's just a nice kind of like background music for me. Um, However, I do have an affinity for Lady Gaga. I really, really love Lady Gaga and have purchased all of her albums, gone to see her in concert multiple times. Uh, she's incredibly talented as a performer. Mm-hmm. And I really think the Star is Born did, was a great thing for her because it allowed people to see her. A lot of people really like to write her off because she was so kooky crazy. And ultimately, she had to do that just to get attention to break out. It's mm-hmm. such a crowded world, especially um, even now where you can put yourself on YouTube and you know, ha- technically have a little audience from there. But, um, you know, once people saw her in A Star is Born or even, you know, she's saying this 
the national anthem at the Super Bowl or even you know performed at the Super Bowl, I think people were like, oh, wow, this girl has a set of pipes. Um, and you, you see her play the piano and sing and she writes the songs. It's very, very talented. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a Lady Gaga fan any more than I'm a Justin Bieber fan or whoever the uh-huh. big star right. of the moment is. But I couldn't deny that she has talent. And I like actually like how crazy she can be like her one video with I think it's called like 911 or something. I love that video. I don't know why. I just love uh-huh. that video. It's so weird. And you watch it multiple times and there's always different things to notice. Yes. It's just, yeah. She's just she's talented in ways that you don't get with a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a whole bunch of questions that I've tailored specifically to a guest who loves animation. These I okay. don't ask everybody anymore. I used to ask everybody and now I'm just like, I'll save these for the people who are here for animation. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm here for it. So, favorite animated series, like past or present, or something you grew up on? Yeah, favorite animated series. You know, ah, there's so many good ones. I don't really go back and rewatch series very much, but, you know, ones that stand out are Avatar The Last Airbender. I remember watching that and just being completely blown away with the story the concept, the animation, um, Tangled the Series, which mm. is now on Disney Plus, is a really, really great one. If you love Disney, they've they put a, a lot of, of work into the mythology and the lore and kind of expanding that world. The characters are really great. And then, you know, growing up, obviously, you know, the Disney afternoon, anything that was there, I loved um, uh, DuckTales, obviously, I think was probably like the number one of all of the Disney afternoons that I watched. Yeah, I'm. I got into Tangled the series because of you guys hyping it up so much. I haven't finished so them. Much. I'm third season. I, mm. I, my problem is I have. I'm watching way too many shows, so I kind of go in cycles. Like I'll watch one for a while, then I'll go to the next one, and then like cycle back and eventually get back to it. And then, like, I need yeah. to just binge <laughs> each series so that I can actually say I finished something. But I'm on the third season, so I will get to the end. Pretty soon on that one. Nice. You'll have, to, tell, you'll have to message me and tell me tell me what you think when it all ends. <laughs> what is the first animated movie that you remember seeing as a kid? Oh, I <clears throat> I know specifically I have a very vivid memory of seeing Aladdin in the at the Dollar Theater. Um, however, Aladdin came in 1992 and I was six and obviously I'd seen movies before then and we had movies, um, as, but I can't really pinpoint any of the movies that we grew up watching as being the first, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. So is that the first movie you remember seeing in the theater? Yes. Even though I know we saw movies in the theater before then, for sure. Okay. And then... Do you have a favorite animator or artist that either somebody from the past or somebody currently working today? I, I just love Glenn Keane. I think he's just, you know, a standout guy, you know, speaking of mm-hmm. Mickey's Christmas Carol, he, he's one of the animators on that. He, his line and the way that he's able to draw the human body is so just mem- mesmerizing. 
It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It has so much flow to it and dy- just dynamic range. I love, I love the way that he does characters. Um, I'm just so happy for him that he has his own studio now. I'm a really big fan of Brittany Lee. She kind of is like a modern Mary, Cl- Mary Blair. Um, mm. She just has beautiful use of color and shapes and like a little bit of abstract, um, you know, and she works at the studios. And then also, you know, Mary Blair is a classic from yeah. Walt's Day. And what is your favorite animation studio, like of all the studios, or maybe even one from the past? It has to be Walt Disney Animation Studios. Pixar Mm -hmm. is great, and I really like Pixar films, but just the Disney canon, and just there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of memories attached to those movies about the Renaissance and the ones that you grew up watching. And it's it's just going to be my number one forever and for always. I think I probably feel the same way. Like, Within the past 10 years, it's kind of gone back and forth between Disney and Pixar. But mm-hmm. right now, I think I'm in the Disney camp. Yeah. The Disney's, the, they're having kind of a renaissance, in my opinion, even though they already were in one. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of having a, like a mini renaissance within a renaissance, especially like with Encanto coming in. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, they're, they're getting so good. Which is great. You don't, there was, you know, maybe concerns that with Lasseter leaving, you Mm -hmm. know, when you have such a creative mastermind that, you know, it's with it, sometimes you need a leader like that, you know, who just has the creative vision to really drive and execute and to fine tune and to edit. Um, But seeing that they've been able to pull through with Jennifer Lee and everyone Mm -hmm. else who's on board has been really exciting. Yeah, they've got a lot of great talent in charge up there. Do you have a favorite, more obscure animation studio, like one of the smaller ones yeah. that's doing something I'm, you really like? I'm a big, I'm a big Don Bluth fan, and it's so hard because, <laughs> like, I can't, his studio's names have changed so many times over the years, where it's really confusing, you know, because they they were acquired, and then they were over here, and then they renamed, they had a new partner, and and so I just call it like Don Bluth, like mm. anything Don Bluth produced. Mm-hmm. solo you know with his with his team um so i i love his stuff as well i think you know his stuff was so different from disney in a way um mm-hmm. uh, yeah land before time i loved land before time so much i still have a little foot stuffed animal that's pretty big it's probably about two feet tall and there's a side <laughs> of it that's cut out on the like the matted down fur because clearly i tried to give it a haircut and i realized oh uh, this this is not good. This is not looking good. So there's like a round circle. <laughs> Anyways, I, I have it. And it's so weird. It's like, why can't I get rid of this? But it's like, no, it's my little foot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want you in the trash, but I don't want you out that I have to look at you. <laughs> it's so weird, I right? I, I think I have some, some of the same things like in a tub somewhere upstairs in a closet from just being packed away. And I don't want it out, but like, don't want to get rid of this, that kind of thing. But like, what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just hold on to it and keep it there. Or as Marie Kondo would say, she would say, appreciate it, hold it in your arms, appreciate it for the good times and memories that it gave you, but then send it on its way. It served its purpose. And I'm like, I I know, I believe that in principle for a lot of things, (laughs) like an old sweater that I don't love anymore, but not my little foot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then do you have a favorite obscure animated movie? Something that the general public probably has no idea exists, but you love it anyway. Who obscure animated film. <sighs> Try They're so obscure. I can't even think of it. Um, it doesn't have to be too obscure. If you can think of something maybe done by a small studio that maybe just didn't get a left press or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Iron Giant is not mm. uh, super obscure. It's definitely, you know, it's kind of like had a resurgence in pop culture recently. Yeah. Uh, but. I would say it was obscure for it, a while, though. Yes, for sure. Especially w- with how the marketing and the distribution of that film went. Um, you know, a lot of people had no idea. So I really love that movie a lot. I love Brad Bird and, all, you know, his directing and animating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember watching that as a kid, and I loved that movie. I think I've got like at least two different copies of it on my mm-hmm. shelves, whether it's Blu-ray or DVD. Oh, nice! And then these last few questions are probably more based on your Catch and Fire stuff. Um, this we already talked about favorite Disney movie. I think you said Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Pixar movie? I really love Ratatouille. <laughs> I mm. ever since I saw it, it was just it's just captured my heart. Mm-hmm. Another yeah, Bradford the, film. That 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 the like mini era in there. I don't know if Pixar movies have eras, but like all the movies released around Ratatouille, I just love like Up, Wally, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. They're like some of my absolute favorites from the studio. Yes. And then do you have a favorite Disney character, even if it's not Aladdin or somebody from Aladdin? Favorite character? Yeah. Let's see. So I actually, I love Daisy Duck, you know, if we're talking mm, about the, okay. like the Disney, like the, the six, um, I really love Daisy. I think she's needs more, more love. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll <laughs> show like the, the, not the main three, which is Donald goofy and, um, Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll have like some of the other characters there. Like, Oh, then Minnie's there and Pluto. Um, but then like Daisy always gets the shaft. Like sometimes she's there, but a lot of times she's not. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Daisy has it going on. So have I you been Daisy. watching the new Mickey Mouse series on Disney plus the shorts? I think it's now called um, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. No, I haven't. You should. Daisy gets some really good episodes. She's oh, nice. hilarious. She's she's so funny. I love her voice actor. I, th- I think it's Tess McNeil. I think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good. I, I love like the sassiness that she gives to Daisy. <laughs> uh, there's there's one there's one episode. She's the driver. She's waiting for everybody to get out of the grocery store, and she's like parked in front of the door. And a police. She has her convertible, and a police officer of comes up, and he's like, "You can't park here." And she's just like staring at dead in the eye. She's rolling up her window. The, hood, the whole roof is still down. She's like, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. My window's up. And he just looks <laughs> sad and walks away. <laughs> oh, that's I great. I love her. And favorite Disney princess and or prince? Favorite princess. Hmm. You know, back in the day, it used to be Aurora. I used to love her, but she's not a, there's not a lot of meat to the bone with Aurora. 
Um, now, if I'd have to choose, hmm, I think I'd say Cinderella. Okay. I'm going to assume your favorite prince is Aladdin. Oh, prince? No, a favorite prince is Prince Philip. He, oh, okay. speaking of Sleeping Beauty, he is just strapping. He's funny. He's daring. He's heroic. I love him. Yeah, I always find it funny that, maybe not even funny, I don't know, but like Sleeping Beauty, it's almost more his movie than hers. It's his story. And, yeah. And even, and even then, it's almost more about the fairy godmothers than, than right. Sleeping Beauty herself. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, I think I was talking with Chelsea about this. She's like, it's more of the fairy story yeah. than anyone's. Yeah. Which is kind of strange that like in the 1950s, you get this whole animated movie starring three not really elderly women, but like three middle-aged women. Yeah, and sure. Like the stars. It's, it's kind <laughs> yep. of weird. You wouldn't think of something like that happening, but like they're kind of the it main did. characters. Yep. Yeah. I, I love Sleeping Beauty for probably everybody but sleeping beauty she's just kind of there <laughs> yeah she's more just a pawn to yeah. be moved around unfortunately okay well that's all of my catch and fire questions sweet <laughs> i suppose we can move on to the main event Thanks for listening to this episode of I Heart Movies. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you prefer, and of course make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access, and we'll see you soon for another brand new episode of the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.